Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. To Tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the great state. Nice to be with all of you. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate that. Hope your Thursday is well and air conditioned, unless you're my mom, in which case I hope you found some nice black asphalt to sit on and sun yourself, because that's what she enjoys. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how. <laughs> how did you end up like I, the way it, you again, are? Look, man, I just don't know. If, you, if she can find 110 in full humidity, she is in. I just, wow. I just don't get it. Uh, if you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. It's available all the time, the podcast, on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate that very much. The podcast is available thanks to our friends at Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. We go now to the Raggage Brothers RV phone line. We welcome back the athletic director of the Montana State Bobcats, Leon Costello, on the phone with us. Leon, thanks so much for being back with us. We appreciate it. How are you doing today? Leon, do we have you there? I'm here. There we go. Lot there of, it is. A lot of buttons to push, but now we can hear you, you too. You know, we got we got a new you know, system, man. You know? Well, I, I well, I hear you, but, you know, you could have just kept playing the lead-in music. I was kind of jamming, you know, to it. So um, I thought maybe you guys got distracted by the good music you were playing. What, is that James Taylor? Is that what we had in there? I think it's it was what horses no name. Yeah. Was it America? I think. Yeah, oh, America. Oh, okay, very good. Well, I was, very good. I was, uh, I was not close then, as it turns out. Uh, Leon, thanks for being with us, man. We appreciate it very much. Uh, we got a lot of ground to cover, but uh, one thing seems obviously the most important of all of these. Uh, and Coulter is no help to me in this particular scenario. <laughs> it's my wife's birthday. Uh, I got to go home. I have like some food stuff, you know, a little preparation. But how can I not screw this up? Like, what I need some advice from somebody who I trust, which is you, on how I can go and like create a, a situation where she, you know, feels, you know, special for the day. You know. Well, uh, I think you get home. Yeah. You light the grill, and you you put something good on the grill, and you can just kind of set it, let it go, maybe walk in with some flowers, maybe a little bit of wine, set it down, have a conversation, cook her dinner, and I think you're good to go. Man, 
two things there that I hadn't considered yet. The flowers, that's probably a great idea, and also the conversation. Having a conversation, I think, is going to be a big key to my evening or specifically her <laughs> evening going well. I'm always thinking of myself, of course. First it usually time. helps. It yeah. usually helps. Got to talk. <laughs> okay, that's good. The grill is ready to go, by the way. You should know, so I appreciate Perfect. that. We're on the same page there. Uh, Leon, we, since the last time we spoke, several things have taken place. A lot of things have taken place since the last time we talked, namely that I can think of uh, the official June 1 opening of, of – uh, uh, you know, uh, volunteer practicing, volunteer workouts at Montana State, and also the official announcement that August 17th on-campus classes are going to commence at MSU. So those two things obviously moving in the right direction when it comes to having athletics back. How big a deal were those announcements to have them happen? And now what, as a result of that, are where are we at now? Yeah, I think um, you hit it. I think the nail on the head is it's positive and. I think as we are working through all these different scenarios and all the news and information that we are getting, and it seems like now it's not even just daily, it's hourly that we are getting new information. And any time that it's moving in a positive direction, uh, for us it is, uh, it is a good thing. And, um, you know, moving classes up, I think, first and foremost, thinking about getting students back on campus, one, is vitally important, but then also – understanding to get them here early so that when Thanksgiving comes, they can be at home and don't have to come back for a couple of weeks and take finals, whereas they can go home and stay there and hopefully ride out any sort of, you know, the flu season or any, uh, you know, another spike uh, in, in uh, the coronavirus, and they can stay there until the spring semester starts. And hopefully that's helping, you know, kind of alleviate uh, some of the spike or some of the spread that would happen on campus or in town. And then, you know, by having students back on campus and looking forward and, you know, looking at like, hey, we're going to be moving forward, then, you know, you start thinking about, okay, athletics and and getting student athletes back on campus. And, um, you know, we're taking a, you know, our first initial step, and I would say this is going to be a slow and gradual process for, for Montana State and I think for a lot of schools in that, yes, June 1, you know, if you watch the NCAA or, or listen to them, is they opened it up for football, men's, women's basketball, but then two days later they said, okay, no, all sports. But we are taking a gradual approach, and, and that football will be kind of our, I hate to use the term guinea pigs, but they will be in first uh, for a two-week period, and then – We'll add in volleyball, and then we'll add in basketball, you know, kind of a week later. Volleyballs will come back um, on the 15th, and then basketball, I believe the date is the 22nd. And I think that's just going to give our support staff, whether it's athletic trainers and our doctors, um, our custodians, the ones that are going to be cleaning the building, um, and, you know, athletic trainers and our docs, the time to really assess the protocols that we've put in place. And I think that's important because – we got to be able to properly clean. We got to be able to take these groups and get them through a building uh, and do it safely without uh, mingling with any other groups. And so it's going to take time and it's going to take space. And so I think we'll learn a lot in those first two weeks as uh, you know, as football is in there, and then we'll slowly start to add other sports uh, back in, back into place. An enormous focus on football. Hi, Leon, by the way. Thank you so much for being with us. But an enormous focus yeah. on football, and justifiably so. I mean, it's the, it's the biggest revenue generator when you talk about the, the two Big Sky Conference schools in Montana and, I mean, the, two of the best home atmospheres in all of the FCS. And it's of a huge concern, and I know that there's still so much uncertainty surrounding football. But we have seen some changes on the conference level in a variety of other sports. Fall sports has adjusted all of their schedules. We just saw, uh, I guess, late, late last week, the adjustment of the Big Sky basketball schedule as well, going from a 20-game schedule to a 16-game schedule that will facilitate uh, much more uh, schools that are in closer proximity to each other, playing each other, and therefore being safer, but also more affordable, saving schools money. So, Bradley, what have you thought of the changes that the Big Sky has helped enact? And from a Montana State perspective and just the state of Montana's perspective, how does this impact both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies? Yeah, I think you know the focus for us when we look at uh, football and getting back into voluntary workouts, it's important because, you know, for me, they, they missed all of their spring practice. You know, we didn't have one spring practice. And, and so when this whole pandemic hit and we were down in, in Boise, 
you know, all those workouts and all those things where you're developing your bodies and, and getting yourself, you know, kind of back into that shape, they missed all of that. And so one of the reasons we looked at adding them first was to be able to get their bodies kind of back in shape in a timely fashion for hopefully, um, you know, kind of a mini camp or OTAs as they're kind of looking at here mid July and then for get ready for fall camp. And so I think that's why you'll see a lot of people maybe start with football because of the, you know, some of that missed time. Um, yes. And then the big sky conference has, you know, made some adjustments and I think it's taking a big picture look at how can the conference as a whole help our individual institutions with the financial burdens that have been placed on us. One from, you know, the cuts coming from the NCAA, but also two being what, if any cuts are going to come for the next school year and what are going to be some of those revenue losses. If you can only have a percentage of your fans in the stands at a time, we hope that doesn't happen, but you have to plan for that right now. And so the conference took a, a big picture look at how can we help all of our schools maybe cut some costs, and, and save some money and maybe just come together as a league and, and look at how we can help each other. And I think that's what you're seeing. And um, the the changes that have been made right now, if you look at like the volleyball schedule where, um, you know, you're not going to play uh, everybody, but when you go on the road, you're going to play the same, you know, the same school twice and not have to travel in between those road games, uh, save some money, but then also, uh, you know, just cut down on your total, on your total travel. And then, you know, looking at a reduced um, conference tournament, the, the participants in the conference tournament uh, will save some people some money there as well. And, and I think the, the thing we need to look at for these types of uh, situations, it's a one-year fix. And um, we're, we're looking at this as going to be a, a year like any other because of what we're going through. And we hope by, you know, next year we can get back to, you know, normal schedules that, uh, that we're accustomed to and uh, that we don't have to worry about this anymore. But if we do, we've got kind of a model in place that uh, I think is going to work fairly well. Uh, it's just getting people on the same page that, look, it's going to feel and look a little bit different. And if you are okay with that, then we're going to make it through this, and we're going to get through this, and uh, it's going to be okay. And I think for us, our coaches are understanding of that. The big thing is they just want to get back to some action, and they want to they want to practice, they want to be around their team, and at the end of the day, they want some competition. And if we can get back to that, I'm going to feel really good about this year. Leon Costello joining us. He's the athletic director at Montana State University. And, Leon, on the note of football scheduling specifically, it seems as if that's the hardest schedule of any of the sports to remake because of the unbalanced nature of scheduling in the Big Sky Conference. And some years, you just never know who you're going to play. I'm sure it's a gigantic matrix with the way that they make it all play out. I mean, Montana State, they know they're going to play Montana every year. That's about it. Everything else is, is totally up for grabs. But when you're talking about remaking the specifically the conference schedule itself, how complicated is that? Was that process like? And have you guys made any progress on maybe uh, moving towards playing a schedule of availability rather than the one that's currently slated for Montana State? Yeah, we haven't um, we haven't made any uh, any changes or really any progress with um, with changing that schedule. I think what we've all talked about is, hey, this could happen, and just be prepared. Uh, depending on what each individual state. Um, has to do or is, you know, kind of mandated to do by, you know, by the governing bodies. And so uh, that's kind of something that's kind of hanging out there. And I think we're all ready to tackle that um, if that would ever come. But, you know, as we've seen, even, you know, if you look at maybe Washington and, and California being the two states that we were most concerned about, you know, California has kind of changed their tune a little bit when it comes to athletic contests and, and getting student athletes back on campus, even though they're, they may not have students on their campus, um, it sounds like uh, student athletes and athletics is they're going to give it a go, and um, that's all positive news. And it might be a little bit delayed, but everything we're hearing is that they have kind of changed their tune as far as you know, uh, you know, the governor and, and and other governing bodies in their state. So that's all positive, and I think. Uh, as of right now, it's uh, we're just gathering as much information as we can, just to try and be as prepared uh, as we possibly can. And um, again, you know, we've talked before that we continue to have, uh, you know, two calls a week with our ads groups, and then we all have our different committees that we are on. And 
feel pretty good with the progress that we've made with those committees and kind of where we sit with football, um, just kind of, you know, waiting and seeing as these states gradually start to open, like Montana here, you know, coming Monday, uh, more of these states are gradually starting to open and more of them are, are having uh, some student-athletes back on campus and all that is positive as we look towards, uh, for us, the September 5th date in Bobcat Stadium. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Leon, I'm interested in something like the Root Sports television contract, and I realize that's between the conference and the network, not the schools, but obviously there's the schools are playing, and a lot of this was about exposure and having, you know, a million, you know, however millions of homes have Root Sports and this, that, and the third, but when Montana State is on Root Sports, is there a financial benefit at all as a result of that, and how significant would that be if it was no fans in the stadium? I know some, you know, pay-per-view models have been out there, but is there anything within the contract either being renegotiated or changed in some way that might help in that sort of uh, a mode on a, on a Root Sports contract or some other? Yeah, I think, you know, we have to look at all of our contracts. You know, I think you're seeing uh, multimedia rights deals all across the country being impacted by, by what we're going through. And, uh, you know, the TV contracts, whether you're at – the Big Ten, the SEC, or the Big Sky, you know, are no different in that it's we're dealing with different realities right now and possibilities uh, right now. And I think you have to talk through, you know, what does that language look like and, and what are some of the, the possibilities? I, I can tell you that we, we share, as a league, we share the money that comes in from the TV contracts. We, we share across all of our institutions. And so, uh, yeah, obviously, yes, there's a financial gain every time that there's a Big Sky game on on route sports and then that comes into the conference and then it's all divided out uh, equally. Now, what does that look like, you know, with, you know, maybe half the fans in there or 75% of the fans in there? That's a great question. And I think it's uh, one that legally they're going to have to, we're going to dive through that contract and see, you know, what conversations can we have around all of our media rights uh, to see what opportunities there are because you're going to be, you're going to have more fans wanting to watch because they can't get into into those stadiums. And so we're going to have to be really proactive on, on what that all means. But, you know, that's something we'll continue to work with the league and, um, you know, any attorneys or whatever that write those contracts that uh, we have to sit down and, and really go through that. But I think as of right now, like with everything we've, we've kind of talked about is, you know, everything being on the table. I mean, everything is on the table and, uh, you know, contracts and, and things like that are no different in this case. Is it sort of a balancing act, like a budget balancing act, to figure out what the the minimum amount of fans you could have in the stadium and or the amount of TV revenue? I mean, it seems to me that there's several different ways to generate revenue off of a football game. 
But at Montana and Montana State, it's a lot different than it is at Ohio State because you're not getting the $20 million guarantee that Big Ten schools are getting. So how do you find just the balance of it all? Uh, you know, it, it seems as if playing in front of empty stadiums is probably not the way to go. It will be financially detrimental to Big Sky Conference schools, but also then playing in front of sold-out stadiums may be a huge risk. So how do you balance both the money and uh, just the societal responsibility elements of, of making these decisions? Yeah, you know, we've had a lot of conversations with uh, our university and our university budget office and, you know, going through different scenarios of, of what a 25% capacity, a 50%, a 75% capacity, what that all means uh, for us and, and the revenues uh, generated from that. And then uh, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, we have to work through what are the safety risks and concerns that we have to work through. So we're working with um, people on campus. We're working with our county uh, health officials and state health officials on uh, where this is going. That's why this information that we continually get updates on is so important, and the progress that is being made is so important so we can continue to move forward and continue to plan and maybe hone in on a few. You know, I have such a wide-ranging uh, view of what it could be. Maybe we can hone in on, well, this is our baseline. Maybe 50% is our baseline. And then hopefully it gets better from there. Um, but all this information that we're gathering goes into those decisions. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, we we build our budgets based on money that we get from our multimedia rights, which is Learfield, uh, because that's guaranteed every year. Uh, we build it from monies that we get from the NCAA, from the basketball distribution, um, and then also the conference money that we get. And so all those monies have been, you know, stagnant. Or, they, you know, it's a – it's a set amount of money that we know and we can plug into our budget. And then the revenue that we generate from you know, football and basketball and all of our ticket sales go to make up the other portion of our budget. And so when you're looking at it, it's vitally important for us in schools like Montana to be able to generate as much money as we can because so much of our budget is reliant on generating funds at the gate and, and, and those donations that go along with it. And so you know, when we look at some of the other conferences and schools, even if you look at, like, the MAC conference, and, you know, some of those schools have 80% of their budgets are coming from student fees, well, we don't have that. You know, we generate uh, over half of our budget uh, annually from from ticket sales and donations and sponsorships. And if that's uh, hindered in any way because of, you know, the amount of fans that we could have in the stands, then we've got to look at other, other methods. And so um, – it's, it's kind of a giant juggling act right now with a lot of unknown answers. And as, like I said before, as information comes out, we can kind of hone in on some specifics. But, you know, as of right now, um, you know, we're kind of you know, shooting in the wind a little bit and, uh, you know, hoping for the best possible outcomes. Leon Costello joining us, Montana State Athletic Director. Leon, last question for you. I know you don't know the answer to it. It doesn't matter. you got to answer Okay. What you know, do you? Well, I've been doing that this whole time, <laughs> answering questions that I have no answers to. <laughs> right. So, what do you think is going to happen, though? I mean, just like your your best guess. Do you think that football A will be played at all? B will be played on time, and C with the schedule that's already in place, or do you think that that's going to be altered? Like, at where where on the spectrum of possibilities <laughs> do you think is the highest probability? If you would have asked me this two months ago, um, you know, and knowing, I guess knowing what I know now two months ago, I bet, heck yes, of course, yeah, we're going to play. And even what I know now, I, we're going to play, we're going to play some football. I, I just feel that we have made so much progress that we're going to be able to play. Um, you know, the whole, it comes down to, can we test? So if somebody has symptoms, are we going to have the test? to be able um, to see who has contracted uh, the virus or who hasn't. And then, you know, the whole thing about contact tracing, uh, we need to be able to see where they were and who they've come in contact with. Those are the two big things for me right now. But as I see, you know, groups coming back to campus, um, you know, students and what we're doing and the precautions we're putting in in place to have as many face-to-face classes as we possibly can, taking that information and putting it into an operations plan for the stadium, uh, I truly believe that we are going to be playing uh, fall sports. Now, may, may could something happen down the road and, and maybe a team or two can't make the trip? Yeah, potentially. I think that that's always a possibility. But 
I, I just think there's so much emphasis on 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 testing and and, and safety and the well being of our student athletes that everybody is doing an an amazing job right now to make sure that they are doing everything in their power to protect coaches, student athletes, staff, and, and everybody that they kind of come in contact with. Um, we're doing more now than we ever have, which I think is a good thing and things that we could take on into the future and ensure that we continue to do. Um, but yeah, as I sit here today, I, I, I feel really good about, about where we are now. Can I tell you how many people we're going to have in the stadium? No, I can't. But I, I can tell you one thing. We're planning on having everybody, and then we'll go from there. Um, until we know exact numbers and exact information. You know, we're sitting here today. It's almost June 1st. It's the end of May. We have, what, three months until our first home game. A lot of things have changed in two months, and, and even more is going to change over the next three. And, um, you know, obviously we have our – our ear to the ground and, uh, you know, trying to gather as much of that as possible and make the best decisions that we possibly can for one, our student athletes, coaches, our department, but the university and our community. Last question for you, Leon. We only have a couple minutes, but with the adjustment of the academic schedule, is there any thought of moving football season up as well? Maybe starting a couple weeks early to match the academic calendar? Yeah, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, even though we have moved up our academic calendar, uh, I don't think it's uh, something that has been done across the country. And so, uh, you know, we have so many practices that we can get in before uh, our first competition, and that doesn't really change. The time throughout the day changes, so you might miss a few meetings here or there where you don't have those two weeks where you're, you're sitting in all these meetings and watching film and doing all that. I think, you know, in talking to Coach Cho, we can get a lot of that accomplished and we can work around it. Um, I just think getting our students back to campus is, would be, is going to be a good thing. And I just think moving all of our, all of the team's schedules up would just be, you know, would be a nightmare. So I don't really see that happening. Uh, but, you know, like I said before, there, there have been some things here that have happened that i never would have thought I would see. And, and it's certainly come to fruition. But, uh, no, I, I see us starting our, our games as on, on time on September 5th, um, and uh, see us moving on from there. Leon, we appreciate the time, as always, very much. Thanks for, for the info and for checking in with us. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, guys. You got it. Leon Costello, Athletic yep. Director, Montana State University. Appreciate him being on with us, certainly. Always uh, good to have him on. We had Kent Haslam from uh, the University of Montana last week, and Leon Costello this week. And these are the guys, right, That you, from an athletic standpoint that, you know, they don't have all the information, but they have all the information available and are the right. ones who are networking. I mean, what, what did Kent tell us last week? That they're on a bi-weekly yeah, Zoom Leon, call, Leon all Echo, the yeah. ADs in, in the entire uh, conference together, uh, among many other meetings that they're in. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's ongoing. But that, again, when he says, look, man, I think September 5th, get ready. You're ready. That's it's good. And, and, I mean, he said it in jest, but it was actually a factual statement when he said, I really am just answering questions I don't know the answer to because there really is no we none of us know the answer. Sure, so sure. it's all just your best guess. But I do think the optimism here is the key, particularly when you talk about uh, just how fortunate we are to live in the state of Montana. I no think doubt. that there's a way that we can make this happen, especially if everybody involved just considers that this is just a at least hopefully one year remedy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's two tell Nuanas, one or two nine ESPN radio. Quick break on the other side. Chris Cobb, Montana associate head men's basketball coach, been on with us many times. We look forward to talking to him anytime we can. He'll be our coach's corner right after this. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We are uh, efforting Coach Chris Cobb, so we'll work on getting him here in a moment for you. We're happy to be with you on this very fine Thursday afternoon. If you would like to uh, check us out on the podcast, you can do that all over your favorite podcasting platforms. Or how about the uh, social medias? At Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT as well. We mentioned this in the first hour. I want to mention it again here, but the uh, the competition, as it were, is open. You want to go over to the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort, play the fabulous Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort golf course, a beautiful, beautiful course, uh, which Coulter and I will be making slightly less beautiful this weekend. Uh, speaking for myself, okay, I'll speak for myself. I mean, here's the thing. This is not here nor there. This is not a... a um a bragging of skill, but I, I don't, I, I haven't taken a divot in years. Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's indicative of that. I don't not, know how to play golf. It's not, yeah. That's not a great, <laughs> but at least the grass is in good shape. Is what you're, I give, I give the grass yeah, nice, absolutely. Uh, clean haircuts. Like I did my own personal face. Today. Very close, but not too close. You look great. Uh, in any case, here's what we want you to do. We want you to text in, text in, very simple, your best golf photo, your best golf photo to 208184, 2008184. It's a 406 area code now. We'll make it easy for you, 208184. Text in your best golf photo. And again, the golf here, the word golf is just the, the, the loosest possible sense of the word golf. It could, you know, it could be... Any, you could have a broken club hanging up in a tree in your own backyard, okay? Whatever the thing, whatever it is. Uh, but we want to see your best golf photos, uh, whether it's with a golfer or with somebody, you know, at a tournament somewhere. Maybe you're playing. Maybe you're in your own home. Maybe you're whatever it is, okay? Cruising around. Send your best golf photo to 208184 next Thursday. Okay, a week from today, Coulter and I will select the finalists and we will post them on our social media. So, okay, so everybody's going to get a look. We will take your feedback and then ultimately we will make a final determination. And on Friday we, of next week, we will have a winner for you uh, to go stay and play at the uh, Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort. But a ton of fun. We're looking forward to it this weekend. Uh, we've done this uh, uh, now for several years uh, with the folks over there. They've uh, been been great. And I know that a number of folks who have won this have uh, really uh, enjoyed themselves. It is it is a cool thing, man. Like regardless of like how big a golfer you might be, might might not be, whatever. A a beautiful golf course. I mean, is how, how many acres is a golf course? So many. A lot. Is a hundred? I mean, I I don't I don't know. But I mean, imagine having a hundred acre garden. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's. The, the amount of work that the grounds crews put in to, to maintain a, a nice golf course is really remarkable. And there's some great golf courses around our neck of the woods in western Montana and so on and so forth. But I'll tell you what, uh, there isn't so much as a piece of bark out of place at Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort, that is for sure. It's beautiful. I can't wait to spend the day with you. Uh, unfortunately for us, I think fortunately for a lot of people, but unfortunately for us, the high has now climbed to 94. That's that's not good. So uh, I'm going to trade in my cap hat probably for a pile of bandanas that I will be then dipping in ice water to wrap around my head. You know what I'm going to do when we get to when we get to 14? Is it 14 or 15? The the, the island green. Uh, you I will take your shirt off. I'm no. I'm going to pass on the boat ride. I'm going to sw- put my clubs on the boat. <laughs> I'm swimming out there, and then you know go play my shot. I'll feel much much better. We might have to take a little dip in the pool, though, man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and by the pool, I mean the lake. The lake, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, complete offshoot, but yes. Memorial Day tradition at my house okay. to watch Saving Private Ryan. Oh, okay, very nice. And uh, yeah. first of all, what an amazing film, and how well does it translate now? I mean, it could it could have come out last week, and you watch it on the big screen yeah. with the surround sound, and it I mean, it's it stands the test of time. So many movies, even though they're still great films, they look antiquated and archaic when you watch them on sure on especially when they're translated to big screen technology now. I mean, I watched 1917 a couple weeks ago, and there was really no difference in the two movies. The the, the only giveaway, and this is one thing I loved about 1917. Name well, me, we haven't even talked about this. Name me one actor in 1970. That I thought the exact same thing. There was no star power whatsoever. Nobody that you know. But that adds to the 
you know, to the element of it where because you feel like these are all the kids that were right exactly. here doing this. Exactly. The two kids that run yes. across No Man's Land, you're like, wow, these guys are really doing this. So that is the only tell for Saving Private Ryan is Tom Hanks, right? He's a, right. He's a middle-aged or whatever, but young Tom Hanks compared to now. And so you go, okay. But you're right. I mean, the, the, the shooting of it. Everything spectacular. And so many war movies are about war, first and foremost. And that that's all great. And this is definitely about World War II, but it's the character development of the eight guys that are going to. Right. It's profound. Anyways, we were just discussing various things in war and various accomplishments of humans. And my roommate asked me a great question. He said, if your life depended on it, if you were getting, you know, you're the last man in your company, you're getting chased down you know, by the Russians or the Germans in World War II, and you had to dive in the English Channel, and you had to swim for your life. It's it, it is sink or swim. Literally, you're going to die. Could you do it? And I, well, I, I could jump into the channel. Could you swim the length of the English Channel? Well, no. Right. I mean, what, what is the English Channel at its most narrow passage point? I think that There's, it, you can see it. I know that it's within visual distance, but I don't know that that means. I mean, there's some islands you could see a long way away. You know, the eternal horizon of the ocean, for crying out loud. You know, so I I mean, it's 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 long. What when they how long is the channel? Right. They put the channel in. Right. I think that's like 20 miles or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I can only find per Google the uh, widest. What's the widest? The widest is uh, 21 miles. Oh, the widest is 21 miles. Yeah. OK, so maybe the narrowest is. You're still swimming miles and miles. But, but also, it, I mean, isn't it like a major, major, uh, uh, you know, what are they, currents? Currents? You know, coming in and out it, of there? If you are a person that has the physical fitness, you're rare enough to be a person that has the physical fitness to perhaps try this. I think that the two things that people say are the hardest parts about it is the currents as well as the temperature See, because it's freezing. Yeah, it is cold. I'll say, though, it's cold by, you know, your Florida, you know, right. umbrella in the drink standards. But like you Lake Pondere. You want to go up the flat head right now yeah, and right, have right, a little, right. you know, I've been in some cold you ever, water. You ever jumped to Lake Pondere during the spring? Well, no. no. Because like, Pondere is the lake in Sandpoint, which sure. is right at the base of Sandpoint, yeah. or right at the base yeah. of Schweitzer, excuse me. So you're talking like it is a, it's a mountain lake. Well, let's, let's start and here. it's so deep. Every single lake on earth that turns out to be ice in the winter crosses some threshold of the same frigid temperature at some point on its way back to warmth right so you know lake ponderay flathead lake mary road you know take your pick you know good luck to you it just depends on the day that you want to get in there so i don't you know as we discussed before the cold wouldn't be i mean it's certainly going to be an issue the issue for me is the current would probably just push me back to the shore <laughs> I mean, I'm so weak, you know, in the cardio and the swimming. I tried to swim like three laps the other day. Oh, miserable. Couldn't do it a bit. So, but there's people who do it, right? Isn't there a, a race that involves I think there's a the tri- triathlon, yeah. So, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 that's not for me, you know? Is there maybe a, what did I watch? Oh, Escape from Alcatraz, if we're going to do that thing. And mm. they escape with, you know, these made up, you know, rafts and they jump into, mm-hmm. you know, San Francisco Harbor Bay mm-hmm. and, and, and go for it. Never heard from again. That's the thing that bothers me about. I just want some finality to it. Do we know what happened to these three guys? We don't know. You ever seen The Rock? Of course. In fact, it was on yesterday. Was it really? Yes. See, there was a sweet spot in the 90s where they were making movies like that. Connor. That's what I want. Bring me back a movie like that. I get now that the studios, they're trying to have the biggest ticket weekend in the history of the movie theater every single time. So they're going Spider-Man, they're going Avengers, they're going X-Men. But we know the story. So there's the the cinematic element of it is amazing. I mean, the special effects now are just crazy, but there's no intrigue. I want that unique story. I mean, The Rock is just a, a movie. It's just a movie about a made-up scenario. But that's the kind of action movie I wish they would just bring back. The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, movies like that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Get on your get on your streaming accounts and go watch them, you know? Stutel Nuanas, 10290 ESPN Radio. Take a quick break, wrap this thing up on the other side. 
Coulter during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced. It's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. We will effort Mr. Chris Cobb for tomorrow's show. I'm working on it today, but uh, come back with Coach here tomorrow. Sutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio. If you missed anything in the show, you can listen on our podcast. Podcast available whenever and wherever you like. Okay, you get it anytime. That's the beauty of it. It's always fresh. You get it anywhere. That's the beauty of it. It's always on. Have I figured it out? Do I have I unlocked the key to the podcast? You're, you're approaching Macklemore levels of rapping, but uh, nowhere close to Jay-Z still. The podcast is available uh, all the time, all the places, thanks to our friends at Blackfoot and our friends at Alpine Touch. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate that. And uh, get yourself text in your golf, your best golf video, uh, golf photo, excuse me, as well to two hundred eight one eight four for a chance to win. So if and when I crash your birthday party later, yeah, not my birthday party, your wife's birthday yeah. party. Um, I'm going to steal my Alpine Touch back. Good luck. You party already used it all. What do you mean? What do you mean? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, three days. Well, I guess I'll take it off your tab. <laughs> there might be a little left. In well, thank you. Thank you. Here we go. There comes Tommy. We haven't seen Tommy in a while. Tommy's been building air conditioning units on the radio towers Tommy so that we can sweating. stay on the air. Tommy was sweating more than you were the last time I saw him. He looks like he's cooled off a little bit. Hi, Tommy. A little bit. It's pretty chilly in here. You have the only working air conditioner in this entire company. That's yeah. Well, that's. I mean, if we were just basing um, those sorts of perks off of the ma- a matter of necessity, mm-hmm. that's how it should go. It because it should be us first and then the tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, we are one through ten in terms of the necessity rankings of who Amazon Broadcasting Company needs air conditioning in their studio. You're the worst salesperson I've ever met. Well, thank you. Tell our boss that so I don't have to what, go do is, this no, anymore. No, wait, wait. What, what, I mean, I don't understand. What, it, why, what was he selling right there? The complete opposite... Of the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what this show should be called? Oh, man. (laughs) That was should have been. That's what I would have submitted as the name when we were uh, taking submissions for renaming it. The complete opposite of the truth. Did you walk in here with something or are you just speaking to us? I think he wants I think he wanted to just stand in the air conditioned room. Mm. That is partly actually true. Okay. I also was informed by your production staff that you may be lacking content in this segment. That's, and I wanted to mm-hmm, call mm-hmm. Uh, or call wanted to come in here and tell you that uh, I think you're great. Well, show's, thank, show's thank you, Tommy. Good. And I, I don't know why uh, that would have been thought at all. I've got about 11 <laughs> wine items here that I was trying to get through before the end of the show. You have a significant other, Tommy. I do. Coulter's got a roommate. 
such similarities there. No, yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got the expat, and you guys got your beautiful women. No, no but, 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 we're <laughs> right on the level playing field. I, I, if you thought I was trying to compare it to try and bring them closer together, I was not. I was highlighting specifically the separation there. Yeah. Right, right. I, asked, I see, I see what you're doing. I asked Leon. Yeah, that Costello. was that was actually your best joke of the month. Thank you. I've been working on it. Track. Well, asked, that was the first good one he's told, and it's uh, the 28th of May. When is your When is your girlfriend's uh, birthday? It's on the 17th. It's coming up. The 17th of June. Of June, yeah. Now, do you have any idea what you're going to do for for her? Are you kidding me? Of course I do. You should see the stuff I've got piled up down in our technical operations server. Man, <laughs> I, I don't feel like I should have opened up this container. You know now, yeah, yeah, now yeah. you were you were looking for some commiseration here, like yeah, oh hell or no, maybe some know. ideas or whatever. What, what do you? By, by the way, having Tommy in the studio and Reese behind the glass, this is it, it's the greatest position to be me and the worst position ever to be you. Yeah, this is great. We have Reese's charades and yeah. rooting us on. Yeah, we also get great. Tommy in here. All right, it's beautiful. What is it that you have uh, squirreled away in your in the basement of the office that you're planning to unleash in in, in three weeks at this birthday? You would never believe this. No, but I she won't. watches every single day on SWX twenty three point three. Wow, I was actually going to say I think we were I in rage. the clear. Uh, See the and my, instead. Thanks for watching. No, Rachel. here's what I'm going to say because I actually believe you on that. Uh -huh. But here's what I'm also going to say directly to uh, your girlfriend Rachel. There's no chance he's got anything yet for you. It's three weeks away. He will get something undoubtedly, but this charade has been a lie. The reason I say that is because if my wife is listening right now and I haven't done three weeks of preparation for her birthday, which is now, there's no getting recovering from that. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Now, I feel like I have a decent plan in place. Okay. Uh, I, can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to tell a story tomorrow of what the present is. Yeah. We were having lunch. We had a little, uh, we had a little Seventh uh, Street lunch at the Tootel residence the other day, nice. and and uh, paraphrasing, Ryan's wife basically said, "I know you're going to buy something that disappoints me, mm -hmm. <laughs> so just let me buy my own present. That will make me most happy." She said. She In the meantime, Ryan actually has purchased his wife's present a long time ago, and he okay. has he yes, has I been have. toting this thing around all over. And not trying to hide it from her whatsoever, and yet it has remained hidden. And so, wow. uh, the the hidden in plain sight is the like thoughtfulness it. and um, the I think the surprise are going to be very very um, very high for for you know, Mrs. Tutel tonight. Okay. When I'm investing in the stock market, you know what I want? Give me the ten out of ten aggressive portfolio. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want a, I want a boomer bust. I don't want any of this. You know, play it safe stuff. This has uh, this has. Huge bust potential. It does. It does. Huge bust potential. But but it is a home run when it comes to creativity and thoughtfulness. It's an attempt. And the former, which, are, which are two of my worst traits. No, no, you're very thoughtful. You're just horrific when it comes to creativity. Yeah, okay. So at least that part of it. You can't even write trivia questions. When I... <laughs> he writes great trivia. Even I can get the dang trivia. It's not necessarily the uh, quality. It's only the... Just complete angst that it causes him. I mean, yeah, yeah. hours to write these questions. It's, it, it, I don't, I'm not good at it. Okay. I had, there's, there's a number of things I'm not good at. That's one of them. Creativity in the traditional sense uh, is also a weakness of mine. And so, and my wife, who is, you know, 10 out of 10 on the creative scale, an artist, a visionary, I've sees seen the, the whole thing, does the whole thing. Uh, like just it's it's yeah. uh, when she explains stuff this has been a major sticking point if i can just be so bold as to give a little marital i don't know if it's advice or just offerings here that from you dude no 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 it's, it's not even it's not even advice it's just a fact it's just something to be aware of okay i'm trying to highlight blind spots for others i'm trying to help my fellow listeners okay She's sitting here explaining to me, well, if we do A, B, C, D, E all the way down the line, and it's going to look like this, and this will happen, and this will happen, and just the malaise just walks right over my face, and she's like, are you listening? And the answer is, I am listening, and that's why I look like this, because I got <laughs> no chance of even following to step B of what it's going to look like. You know, Beethoven, he can look at the sheet of music and he hears the song. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like he's reading the music. He, he can hear it. 
She could. She sees the thing. I can't see anything. Looks like you came in. How many times did we sit in this room when we were trying to build out this studio? <laughs> and you're like, well, how, how do you want it set up? And I'm like. I don't know. The only thing I don't want is all three microphones in the middle of the table. That's the only <laughs> thing that I don't want to have happen, and then, you know, that's what I get. So, I, you know, if I could do it, that would be great, but I can't do it. And so now I've gotten out over my skis attempting not even so much myself to be creative, but to have it a creative thought, and I'm, I'm terrified because at the end of the day, what she's going to be getting is, is, is objectively awful. You buy her a tiger. A tiger. <laughs> what do you put an only, earring? I was going to say, Should only when earring? you start wearing your earrings That's right. again. Yeah, bring the earrings back, get the mullet, yeah. and be the stallion that she fell well, look, in love if with. You, if, you can get a, if you can get a tiger, what are they, $2,000? 2000 bucks, baby. But that's illegal, right? Really? It's only two thousand. That's what everybody's yeah, saying. What do you mean? Why the tiger two grand? Just purely insane. Like you know, it's like a, a dog. Like two thousand dollars? No, no, no. Well, it could be. be. I mean, uh, no, yeah. it's like a Pretty boat though, because bread. the cost it's is not the purchase; it's the ownership. You know, you buy a boat that's expensive already, but yeah. now you got to winterize it. You got to have a place to store it. You got the cost of everything. You know, when it so when licensing you, and everything. This else. is just like when you enter into a long-term marriage. You got to kindle the fire. One of those long-term marriages, Sparks. huh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We've got to figure out the presence, Ryan. Full well, Art well, Bell. Okay. Here we are. I was laughing that Reese played Wheel in the Sky, and I was going to come in here and say it's it's the machine in the sky. That's I right. I know about the Gorky Park reference. Okay. It's all in the winds of change. Well, Tommy, after the show is over, you're going to take me downstairs. You're going to show me exactly what you've got stored away for your girlfriend. And when I find out it's actually nothing, I'm going to feel very vindicated. Thank you for coming in here and Absolutely. filling this time in such a productive manner. Tomorrow on the furthest thing from the truth, we have what? We have uh, our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, and we have our continuing uh, uh, entry into winning a stay-and-play package at the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort, which you can do again. Text in your best golf photo to 200-8184, 200-8184. And then, you know, I don't know what else is going to happen. A little bit more in-state recruiting as well. Cats landed another one, so the Cats got five in-state recruits okay. now for football, so we'll talk some more about that as well. And we may be uh, trying effort Chris Cobb as well tomorrow. Boys and girls, have a great Thursday. We hope this has been helpful to you. Good night. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.